I think it's pretty neat that I get to stand here now. I, 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 I'm not going to try to get all, I don't want to get all mushy and gushy. But I think back when I was just a little boy and I'd lay in my bed at night and I'd have this little cassette tape. Those things. Who's got a cassette player still? Anybody? I'd have a cassette tape. And that cassette tape was full of songs that my dad would sing. Just, just a solo and he'd sing those songs, and I'd listen to that when I'd go to bed at night as a little boy. And that's what I was thinking about there as I was sitting there getting ready to preach, getting ready to stand behind this pulpit and preach God's word. And I think about that moment as I'm laying there in bed as a little boy listening to my dad sing, 
thinking, man, maybe I, I hope I can sing like that someday. I hope I can preach like Dad one day. And here I am. He's given me the opportunity to preach behind this pulpit. And before I did, tonight I got the, the opportunity to listen to him sing. It's just special. God is so good. God is so good to us. So many blessings. And I start a lot of my messages this way, but it's good for me, and I think it's good for all of us to reflect on what God has done for us. Amen. Where we are today, and I talk about it even with the choir on a regular basis. I talk in the back with choir practice, and I say, hey, listen, we can't take for granted what we have here. We have a wonderful choir, and we have a wonderful church family. Just as was given, we were, we were listening to Brother Brad a moment ago talk about Mrs. Parker, and she's been going through it. There's been a number of people going through it physically around here as of late. And to have a church family that is there for one another, that's a wonderful thing. A wonderful thing. I want to take some time tonight to reflect on uh, God's goodness. I want to reflect on God's grace. And uh, before I do, I want to go to... By way of introduction, let's go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 1. Matthew chapter 1. And we'll read verse number 21. Here we are in preparation uh, for Christmas. It's right around the corner. Can you even believe it? The next midweek service that we have, Christmas will already have passed. It's already gone. The next time we meet together on a midweek service... Christmas is over. Christmas just flies by. I love this time of year. I enjoy the holidays. I really do. I look forward to them. I look forward to, it's funny, going back to the choir, I'll talk about us practicing Christmas music. And I'll have ladies that would, they would in our choir, they'd want to practice Christmas music in July if we could. They love Christmas music. I love Christmas music. I love this time of year. I love reading these stories. And we can read these stories, that uh, one that I'll read here in a moment. We can read them any time of the year. But it's special. It's just, it is. It's different this time of the year. As I read this simple verse in Matthew chapter 1 and verse number 21, it says, And she shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. She shall bring forth a son. What's his name? Jesus. Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. Oh, I'm thankful for this one named Jesus that came to this simple wicked world and died on that cruel cross for me, a sinner. I was in need of a savior. I was in need of this one, Jesus. I never want to get over that. I never want to get over the fact that Jesus came and died for me. Jesus. He shall save his people from their sins. As I was reading through in my Sunday school class on uh, this, well, this past Sunday, we came across the verse uh, where Mary was great with child. And I had a little laugh there because... Sarah, my wife, she's in the nursery tonight. She is great with child. Right around the corner. We're talking about it. I mean, any moment. And she reminds me of that daily. At any moment, this could happen. Do you realize that tonight could be the night? When we get home from church tonight, she will remind me of that. I guarantee it. Tonight could be the night. Fine. 
I tell her, as long as it's not December 23rd during the Christmas cantata, I don't mind. Just don't do it then, okay? Thank you. And we have this agreement, and we should be good to go now. But she is excited. She's excited about that moment. And I've had a number of you, a number of you come on up to me, and you have given me the ins and the outs. You've told me all about it, what to expect. And um, you tell me things like, you know what? You know, Josh, your world is about to be turned upside down. You'll tell me things like that. You'll say, you don't know what's coming, buddy. You'll say, I've heard things like that. This, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be wild. I hear all kinds of things. And I think about this, the responsibility of this little baby girl and how this little bundle of joy has the ability to just completely flip my schedule upside down. It's not all about me anymore. Trying to figure that one out still. I'm not sure how long that one's going to take. It's not all about me. Oh, man, a storm is coming. I hear all kinds of all kinds of good advice. And I thought about this the other day. Something so small. And something so tiny. A part of my life now has the ability to, as I said a moment ago, flip my world upside down. And as I reflected on that thought, I got a little upset with myself because I thought something so small, something so tiny has the ability to just blow up my world. Why is it then that I can make my way through life My schedule is my schedule. My time is my time. Nothing is going to interrupt that. When something as big as God moved in all those years ago, why does he not, something as big and grand and great as God, why does he not affect my life like this little baby girl is about to do here in a couple of weeks? I want to talk to you tonight about this simple thought. Let's go to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. And you know right where we're going. Familiar verses. I'm going to read verses 8 and verse 9. I want to talk to you today, tonight, on this topic and this thought. The day you got over grace. The day you got over grace. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. Lord, we are so thankful for your love, your mercy, your grace. God, we are so thankful for John 3.16. That you loved us so much, you gave us your only begotten son. God, I pray that through this message, through the simple words I'll use during this short time that I have, Lord, I pray that you give me the words to say. Say nothing more, nothing less than what you'd have me to say tonight. Lord, that I be able to convey this thought that you have given to me in a clear and understandable manner. Lord, perhaps there are some in this room, including myself, that have allowed ourselves to get over this thing called grace. Lord, you're so good to us. We're so unworthy. And sometimes we're so ungrateful. Lord, please bless this time that we have, this short time, 
Jesus' name I pray, amen. What does the Bible say? For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I want to talk to you tonight about the day you got over grace. You got over what Jesus did for you on the cross of Calvary. The day you got over, I, I, you know, I, I get frustrated with myself. When I'm sitting there in the pew, I'm in the service, I'm here, physically here. And the preacher starts preaching on the blood of Jesus Christ. He starts hitting the resurrection. We sing a song like we sung just a moment ago. And I can sit there with a blank stare in my face, my eye. Hardly even roll over to think about what the preacher's talking about. The day you got over grace. Grace, unmerited, divine assistance given to humans for their regeneration. Unmerited, that word there. Not adequate, earned or deserved. Do I realize, do I remember, and you the same... Do we realize that we do not deserve what we have been given? We do not deserve that place called heaven. We do not deserve eternal life. We don't. Yet we go through life like we do. It's mine. And it is mine. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Oh, I'm saved, and I'm on my way to heaven. And we can shout, we can be excited about that. But too often, I fear, we're going through the motions, and we have forgotten what this thing's all about. We have forgotten what Jesus did for us all those years ago on the cross of Calvary. And that is proved. That's proved through our witness. That's proved through our worship. What we say and what we do. Where we go. I don't want to be guilty of getting over grace. To the youngest person in this room today, to the oldest sitting in the pew, let us never, never get over grace grace number one and this is as simple and basic as it gets i'm not going to lose you on this grace has nothing to do with me for by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourselves not of yourselves i did nothing is what jesus did for me I, I, I think about this time, again, going back to my dad a moment ago. I remember sitting in some services. We'd go to a revival service in the area. We would go to um, an extra service at another church, and we'd be sitting there, and sure enough, the offering plate would be passed down the row. And I'd be sitting there as a little boy. I'm talking a little, little boy. I'd be sitting next to dad, or I'd be sitting on dad's lap. I remember this. And he would reach into his wallet, and he'd pull out a few bucks. He'd pull out probably everything he had in that wallet. A few bucks. And he'd hand that money to me. He'd pull out that wallet. He'd grab the cash. I'm sitting there next to him. And he'd hand it to me as the offering plate came on down. 
and I'd throw the money in. Can you imagine me at that moment puffing out my chest like I did something great? I mean, two bucks for a two-year-old? It's like $100,000 I just threw in that plate. <laughs> ha! Did everyone see that? Did I have anything to do with that? Was that my money? No. But he allowed me to take part in that giving. He allowed me to take part in such a wonderful event. And here we have this thing called grace. And we go through life. And as we go through life and we try to be good people, we try to do a good job. Nothing wrong with that. Somewhere along the line, we actually believe we are something. I look back in 2018 and I look at my giving statement and I realize all the money I gave this year, I am something. In comparison to what Jesus Christ gave up, in comparison to what God gave, oh, Oh, I read it in the Go Rally on Saturday. Where is it? Isaiah 9, verse 6. That son, that baby, that son that was given. His name, wonderful. I have nothing to offer. Do we forget what God gave up? It has nothing. My salvation... My home in heaven, that mansion waiting for me, has nothing to do with me. Nothing. Oh, but you don't understand. I, <laughs> I am in charge of bus number six. And do you realize that we had two children saved this week? <laughs> I am the bus captain. That has nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. I'm talking about the day you got over grace. I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I can't, I can't help it. I sat right there, men's conference. Some of you men were here. Brother Moore was preaching, and he had his dad get up to pray before one of the messages. And I sat right there. Right next to Brother Cody. And I just wept. I just cried. Uncontrollably. Just cried. Why? Because that man ushered us in to the presence of God. I felt it. I couldn't explain it. It was phenomenal. It was wonderful. I want that. And I just wept. I just cried. It had nothing to do with me. It had nothing to do with where I was at in relation to God in that moment. No, 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 no. God was right there. He was sitting in my lap, and I couldn't control myself. We need to get over ourselves. We need to understand that it's not about me. It's not about you. If we're going to see Akron saved... If we're going to see God do a, a miracle, a mighty miracle here in Akron, in our community, in our neighborhoods, on our bus routes, and in our Sunday school classes, 
In this auditorium, Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, this Sunday, when we had visitor after visitor after visitor walk through these doors, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be a preacher. It's not going to be some man or some woman in this room. But what God does in a heart and life, God, has nothing to do with me. But the scary part in relation to this thought is that while I have nothing to do with this thing called salvation, I have nothing to do with me and my place in glory, I can ruin it for someone else. I can just blow it. I can mess it up. My testimony, and oh, we've heard such a We've heard such good messages on Wednesday nights in regards to our testimony. Whether we're at work, out and about in the community. What we say, what we do, how we conduct ourselves. Can make or break that young lady at the grocery store that's teetering. Heaven, hell. That little boy on the bus route that we're willing to give up on, quit on. I still play a factor, play a role. Am I willing to be used of God? Grace has nothing to do with me. Grace has, second, grace has everything to do with God. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. The gift of God. I love Christmas. I love this time of year. And I do. I love getting presents. I love getting gifts. But what greater gift than that one that God gave to us over 2,000 years ago? We read about it. We read about it right there in Matthew 1, verse 21. She shall bring forth a son. What was his name? Jesus. No greater gift than that one, Jesus. Have you, only you know this, have you gotten over grace? Have you gotten over what Jesus did for you on the cross? God is so good to us. We are so unworthy. Go to Romans really quick, Romans chapter 12. I had intentions of preaching from this portion of Scripture my entire message, but that's not what the Lord would have me to do, but I am going to close her down here. Remember these verses right here, Romans chapter 12, Romans chapter 12, verse 1, and I'll read verse number 2 as well. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, Holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. This year, 2018. 2018, can you believe it? 2018 has come and just about gone. It's just about over. It's unbelievable. I feel like it just got here. This was our theme. A living sacrifice, your reasonable service. Our reasonable service. For my last point today, 
And this thought, getting over grace, and I hope that's not you. I want you to take the next few moments as I close this message down and evaluate how you did. We're closing the year out. God has given so much. The sacrifice that he made in giving his only begotten son, what have we given up in 2018 to put ourselves in position in a place to be used of God? What are we going to do in 2019 to take the next step? God can use Community Baptist Temple. God wants to use Community Baptist Temple. But will we put ourselves in a position? Will we put ourselves in a proper place to be used by God? A living sacrifice. How'd you do? Do you realize, do you think about it? Do you think about all that God has given up? I read a story this week about this family, a a mom and a daughter, a single mom and her daughter. Um, Mom's name was Erica. The daughter was Viviana. And uh, I read this story. They had a little dog, a little doggy. And Viviana was, she's about eight, nine months old. And she was best friends with their little dog. What was it? Polo. Their little dog, Polo. It was so cute. Such a cute doggy. I saw a picture of it. Just a little, one of those dogs you're going so on and it's just yipping and yapping at you. And you're like, ah. You get frustrated. But that dog and that little girl, while those little, little children don't always do well with the little doggies, the doggies don't like it very much as they're pulling on their ears and hanging on them, laying on them. Doggies get frustrated with that. Not this doggy, not Polo. They were... They were inseparable. They were always together. And each and every night, Polo would make his way over to Viviana. And he'd snuggle up with Viviana as she's preparing for bed. And he would lay on her, make sure she was okay. Make sure she was good to go. Make sure she was safe and sound. Viviana loved that. Erica, mom, she loved that too. She'd take pictures. She just, she would eat it up. She loved that. One night, there was a storm. There was this storm, and it was an electrical storm. There was, uh, there were pow- there was power outage everywhere. Electricity out. It was, it was later at night, and uh, Erica, the mom, wanted to make sure that everything was okay, everything was all right. She couldn't see anything in the house, couldn't turn any of the lights on, obviously, so she started lighting some candles to ensure that she could see. At this moment, obviously a single mom, she's a bit afraid, she's nervous, and she goes outside because she was unable to charge her phone in the house with the power being out. So she went out to the car, she was charging her phone, getting it back up. She makes her way back into the house as she opens the door she realized one of those candles must have flipped over. And the entire house was up in flames. How she missed all of that, how she didn't realize it from the car, I don't know, I don't have all those details. But she opens the door and flames everywhere. She is frantic, she's afraid, she, she doesn't know what to do. Obviously she calls right then and there, she calls 911 and everyone's there in a minute's notice, they're on the scene. But at that moment, and I saw the picture, the flames are bursting through the door. It's terrible. 
the firefighters realized that there's still someone inside. And they did their best to kick through, to get into that house. And they saw something amazing. They saw something wonderful. As they made their way through, not sure what they would find because of the flames and the smoke everywhere, they made their way to one of the bedrooms. And there lie Viviana. And little Polo had draped himself over Viviana, covering her, saving her from the flames that were roaring. The firefighters, they grabbed both. Little Viviana, little Polo. They got her into the paramedic, they got her into the ambulance, got her to the doctors. Just a few minor burns. Sadly enough, little Polo was injured too severely and didn't make it. Little Polo gave his life for that little girl, his best friend. Best friend. And as I read that story, my heart was moved. He was touched, like, wow. Giving, knowing what he was doing, giving his very life. And I was yet, I was struggling again. I was upset with myself yet again when I realized how many times have I read the same story? I'm not talking about a little dog right now. I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, knowing where I would be without that grace, knowing where I would end up with that, without that salvation, God gave us his only son, and Jesus willingly gave his life to save me from eternal flames. Jesus gave his all. Now, what will I give in return? 2018 is almost gone, but here comes 2019. How am I? How will you? How will we step up our game in 2019? What are we going to give? What will we give back to God for all he has done for us? So much love. So much mercy, so much grace, and I don't deserve any of it. I don't deserve one bit, yet he loves me anyway. Does that still do something for you today? Or have you gotten over grace? If you have, sometimes we get too busy. Sometimes the schedule is full. Here are the holidays. Work is crazy. Let's find an altar tonight. Let's get with God. Let's thank him for all he's done. For all he's given. Father, we come to you. Lord, we don't deserve your love. We don't deserve your mercy and your grace. We fail you over and over and over again, God. We fail you. Yet you love us anyway. Lord, let us never become calloused. Let us never take for granted what you left behind in that perfect home in heaven.